fake too. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to You Find Yourself in an Inn. Around the table we have Landry, Gunner, and myself, Eric. We're running Heroes One It's Nights. Uh, the other boys couldn't be here between work and homework and all that other bloodthirsty shit, so... But, uh, we're bringing you Heroes Wanted. We've got Landry behind the screen. Uh, Gunner and I really don't know much about any of this, so... Landry, why don't you... You should to take 46. It would be funnier. Um, <laughs> my aim was not comedy. My aim is to get the show on the road. Well, very good at mechanic. <laughs> we have two hours. <laughs> and I work at 7.30. I work at 5. Nice. Our heroes today are part of the League of Champions, of course, as our heroes wanted, you know, world is. Find themselves in the merchant city of Cherise. A large, like, a very large metropolitan uh, city that scales hundreds of thousands of people and is massive and has huge districts of uh, large qualms. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Breathe. I know. I'm trying to say too many things at the exact same time. There's large swaths of land and it's a very bustling, burgeoning city. Metropolitan. In the, it's probably the slow millions of people that live here. It is in the. Uh, what are you writing? Low millions population of Charisse. Oh, okay. I was very confused there for a second. I really want one of those now. It's in the Serenid Sultanate, uh, which is an empire that spans very large swaths of land and from burgeoning grasslands all the way to this deserted region that Cherise is uh, nestled in. It's at the coastline, so a large amount of trade and ships can come in from this massive ocean. Uh, it's at the crossroads of major trade nodes. Kind of like a Silk Road, but for a fantasy game. Congratulations. So, our people have been called here by one of the trade fathers, as they are known. Uh, they are part of a very powerful merchant family, and trade fathers are the heads of these merchant families uh, that kind of somewhat control and rule uh, Shuri's as it is. Our heroes for today is Luca, the tiefling, and Whistler, the kinku. Describe a little bit about your characters. <gasps> oh, I'm having hiccups. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> Luca is a female tiefling with red skin, uh, kind of like blackish eyes. Uh, she's wearing this kind of like Middle Eastern-esque uh, outfit with like uh, this tank top on with this uh, blue vest over it, as well as... Uh, these kind of like poofy like think like Aladdin pants you know with like a little at the end of it you know uh, hair braided all the way back about mid length and uh, she is a monk level 6 because that's what we started at and what about you our dear Kinkuish friend uh, are you from here yes okay so <clears throat> the complete and total opposite Whistler is a Kenku of indeterminable gender because you know, Kenkus that whenever they speak they mimic um, 
and he very how tall did you say you were? Five eight. Five eight. So he's he's about five foot even, maybe a hundred pounds. Very small, very weak looking. Um, he kind of shuffles and kind of sways a little bit whenever he walks. Uh, very dark clothing. Um, it's a it's a straight black cloak over some darker toned uh, common clothes, and he has his hood up, but on his face he's wearing a burlap sack that has like a like a weird like crooked smile like painted on it, but his beak clearly pokes out where the nose of this figure would be, because he is not from here. Okay. Y'all have worked together before. Y'all know each other. Uh, I don't know how to say how well, but y'all know each other. Uh, as y'all begin to walk, y'all don't quite know what y'all's job is. As y'all walking to this magnificent mansion, this kind of palace-looking uh, building made of sandstone and native and ornated with gold and uh, domed cap roofs, uh, something you would see like only like major temples of the region would have. Uh, it seems to be this luxury palace of this trade father. Uh, with as y'all walk by, you can see a rare sight of fresh water in water and in, in like their water fountains in gardens and stuff like that. Does this place have a like a drinking water problem? It can not necessarily a drinking water problem. It's just that uh, water is not something you can just waste. Because of the, like, the climate? Yeah, because the climate, because there's not a whole lot of water. Because the ocean itself is a saltwater ocean, yeah. as most oceans are. Um, so there's just not a... You have to boil that, and yeah. that requires resources. and so, so as far as, like, fresh drinking water, it's just kind of... Yes. And this is clearly fresh drinking water in these waterfalls. Not waterfalls, water fountains. Uh, kind of spewing out and with ornate designs and intricates. Uh... So one of them is like a woman who is sitting there scantily clad on a pedestal as a stone marble carving and the water is coming out of her nether regions and various body parts that a woman, only a woman, possess. And another one is like that of a, of a, a semi-mannish looking lion with wings and a spiked tail with the water coming out of its eyes and mouth into this water fountain basin. And there's lavish gardens with several growing weeds and vines. So this is kind of overwatered and not... It's well kept, but it's kind of got a controlled chaos vibe to it. Just to show how lavish and much water this person can have. So it, it's basically just like a like a large flex that hey I have this water to like waste basically. Yes. Just overwatering his garden. Yeah. As you begin to walk in, the doors there are the doorway. There are no doors to this place, and this is a very common thing in the city of Cherise, is a lack of doors. Most doorways are covered with a single carpet or a uh, just some cloth, so you can just kind of just spread open into and walk into buildings. Uh, because the the doors doors kind of trap in heat, and you don't, definitely don't want that. You want kind of an air conditioned buildings with uh, how hot it is in this desert region. As y'all walk in, there's a lavish kind of throne in the center of this this massive room, and a red carpet uh, with golden inlay into it, actual gold inlay into it. 
just to show the lavish wealth of this man. There sits there a kind of larger man, not like in weight, like in fatness, but in muscle. And he sits there on his throne, and he has a like a blue silk robes over his body with little golden inlays and a large headdress uh, that is very ornate and very covered in marks and stuff like that. He, you can see he clearly has a bunch of uh, black tattoos along his left arm resembling that of a kind of draconic symbols and other forms and he carries a sword upon his uh, side. A curved blade. Long and sharp. Can I tell if his tattoos <clears throat> like say anything in Draconic? Is they're not words. They're just kind of like a like you'll see the etching the etchings, and there'll be like a kind of like a Draconic head here and there, or like a Dracon like a dragon's breathing fire at something. But so just like Draconic imagery. It's like a tribal tattoo, like from like the Samoan Islands, but it's like Draconic style. So it's like more rigid and edged, <laughs> and there's dragon heads every once in a while. So doing something. So not words, just like a stylization. Yes. Okay. So, what do you want to do? He's the man you're supposed to talk to. You know him as a trade father, Jafar. Jafar? Jafar. Well, <clears throat> recognizing that I'm probably not the best speaker, you know, to, to, to speak to him, I'm just going to kind of look at you and you can see my eyes kind of through this, this bag. Um, and I just kind of give you like a, a short little nod and then kind of uh, motion my head in his direction. Have I met this guy before? No. This is way above your pay grade normally. Because uh, you're not like a low time criminal, but you're definitely not on the trade fathers kind of. Because these there's like ten of these people in this city. Yeah. That are of this. Millions. Yeah, of millions of this kind of renown and wealth of this specific type. Because there are other, other people that are like the death cults that mm-hmm. occupy parts of the cities that build these grand monuments to their leaders who are just... Don't know why that was. That's probably why I didn't wake up this morning. I said it for 10 p.m. and not 10 a.m. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Terribly sorry. Continue, Andrew. These de- because these like death cult leaders... Uh, are a, are just as powerful as some of the trade lords, but there's only ten trade lords in this entire city. Okay. Then, following any etiquette that I would know, I will approach the trade father and uh, kind of, like, signal that I would wish to speak with him. He kind of raises his arms up and he goes, Are you all from the League of Champions? Yes. We've come here at their request. Just give him, like, a, like a vigorous nod. A strange lot for them to bring. They only send the best. And as he says they only send the best, I kind of open my mouth. Because the bag, like where my beak sticks out, is loose enough that I can still talk. Yeah. And so as he says they only send the best, I open my, you know, and just the best in his voice. Hmm. You may approach normal customs. So that means to... As you have lived here before, with me approaching somebody of such regality, you take a few steps, and then you take a complete two-kneed bow to them. You know, full-body bow. You stand back up, you take a few steps, and you do that all the way until you get up to his throne, where you kiss upon his ring. Okay. I kind of, like, 
kick my foot into your leg, and I just say, copy me. And then I... Just kind of a vigorous little nod. Begin to perform. Alright, you begin to perform, and you make it all the way up to his throw, and you can see he's got golden rings upon his hands, several of them, but only one of them. It looks regal and royal. Like, they all look nice, but this one has a ruby, like a pure ruby, the size of of a thumbnail, just sitting on, embedded into the top of this ring. And he sticks that out in front of your face. I give it a light kiss on top of it. And he thinks about sticking it in front of your face, but he sees the beak and just kind of, you, you need not kiss. Again, just kind of. Give him a nod. So. You are the best. The best at what, might I ask? (laughs) If you need someone or someones in running things, subterfuge, hiding, or deception, well, we're your crew. Perfect, then. Perfect. I will not ask your names. For discretion is the best, as I found it. But I assume y'all know who I am, so I'll ask that if you're in court, or if you know you're drinking out in a tavern one night after your riches are given to you, not to mention my name. Our lips are sealed, and beaks. Of course, for the right price. I'm I'm not stupid to how the the games of the League of Champions are played. Discretion is our business. And discretion will give you a nice penny if you can do what I ask. So first, I ask of thee, there is another trade lord. Trade lord, Zahara. Another trade lord or another trade father? Another trade father. Another Another trade father, Zahara. He's been a thorn in my side for quite some time. Outright murdering him won't do anything, as his 62 sons might take his place. Not accurate numbers, but he's got quite a few children under his belt, so he'll just... Killing him won't do you much. In the voice of a very old and frail woman, I s- Well, it sounds like he got around a lot, didn't he? <laughs> Oh, you must not be from here. Taking the wives of many is is quite the customary. So getting around a lot is putting it lightly when ten wives is about the custom. On top of all the concubines you get being a trade father. <laughs> so, what is it that you wish of us? Well... There's several things I wish of you. There are ways to hurt his operations, smear his name, and bemuddle his family without just murder of him. And so that's what I want y'all to do. Find ways to smear his family. Find ways I can blackmail him. That's task number one. These tasks don't have to be done in any order, because I do not expect them to be done in order. 
But task number one, find ways to I can use against him. Trade deals he may not want the great the great Sultan knowing about. Uh, embargoes he might be doing upon illegal trade deals he might be doing and smuggling by partners of sexual or business variety he may not want people knowing about anything you can find murder plots he has against other trade fathers because he's not one of the most subtle of men who I want you to assassinate his oldest son this man goes by Aras. Can you spell it for me? A R A Z Aras. <clears throat> and I prefer you could do it discreetly, not just kind of stab him out in the open, you know, where to get yourself caught, because he's got like gods. In your voice from just a few minutes ago, discretion is our business. Of course, of course. So however way you, however way you may find to murder him, you know works best. It might you might follow him for a few days here or there and find some things out about his plans, comings and goings. However it is you do, and then thirdly, last thing, in his warehouse, one of his warehouses. It'll be the largest one on the docks, because he owns a lot of the, the water trade. It's great, it's grand, it's regal. He has a gym in there. And this gym helps him get a lot of the trade deals he does, because it's not just a gym, it's an ode, it's a, it's a creed of magnificence. Showing to power and regality that he owns. I want it stolen and given to Jafar. Of course, we would need to talk payment. What is your offer? We're really not about payment, for I offer the two of you. 30,000 gold pieces each for your time and of course for your silence does this suitify your needs of what to do this job I look towards my kinku friend and I give him a questioning eyebrow so he said does this satisfy your needs basically so I say this does satisfy needs like in his voice but it's all broken up this does satisfy needs this does satisfy needs <laughs> yeah that the league formally accepts your request perfect well be off of course not knowing if there's any sort of like proper custom way to exit. I'm going to wait for you to make any sort of move and I'm just kind of sitting there just kind of still swaying the side, side to side. For the, a formal exit of someone so real and royal, it's not customary to bow and walk away from them for a few steps and before you turn around and leave. Then I go ahead and perform that. 
Sure. And begin to walk towards the door. Do the same. Okay. And as soon as we exit the door, I kind of like adjust my clothing, look towards you. Thirty thousand gold each. <laughs> each. We're in the big leagues now. So I'm gonna hold up a, a, a finger. It'll be like four or like one, but it'll be like generic voice number one, generic voice number four, whatever. So we'll be set for life. <laughs> and we can do anything we please. Go anywhere we want to go. And all we have to do is kill some guy and steal a gem. <laughs> well, and also, um, you know, what was our first mission? Find information. Blackmail. Blackmail. Of course. Where do you want to start? Theft. <laughs> you want to steal the gem first? I'm going to be a... Okay, I'm deciding now. I'm going to be a man of very few words. Theft. Yes. Theft. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, that's, infernal. that's your fifth. Theft. Theft. <laughs> you don't, you don't hear anything wrong with it. You just, like... That's another human word I heard. Theft. He mentioned it was in... The warehouse at the very end of the docks, correct? Big warehouse. Yes. Big warehouse. Um, good. So I think we need to scout the place out and see what we can find. What time of day is it? It's broad daylight. Uh, but unfortunately, in this time of region, it's broad daylight for a majority of the day. Uh, it is like 18 hours sunlight, 6 hours nighttime. Oof. So, and also getting a rough estimate of time is a little bit harder here, just because of the, the way the sun reflects all the light from the... You could basically see four suns in the sky at the same time. The, the, the temperature here gets around 130 degrees all the time. Oh, no! Yeah. Which is but it's such, it's such an important trade node that... It does, they, they deal with it? Yeah, they deal with it. It's a good thing I'm resistant to heat. Because it allows the the Eastern Kingdoms and the Shahard uh, Sultan to be able to trade with a lot of the other fantasy kingdoms that are going to be to the West that I have not named because I will not name. That's right. Fuck them. It's a one shot. Yeah. So I guess what we need to do first is find the warehouse, scout it out, see if the gem is actually still in there, find a way inside, steal it, Find a way to hide it until we get back, and then give it to him. Sounds easy, right? This is a horde. <laughs> Do we take it to him after? That is the contract. Or wait <laughs> until all three are done. I would rather not be found carrying this man's extremely expensive and rather interesting jewel. If anything, I would suggest to take it last. But that could mark up security if we assassinated his little boy. Hmm. It's interesting. I guess we could find the blackmail first. That seems easiest. You want to go break into his house? And I, I, like, look at you and, like, you see my beak open just a little bit, maybe two thumbs up. 
I shake my head vigorously. Now all we have to do is find out where he lives. Do we have any information that could... You definitely know where this one, where he lives. Oh, okay. Because he's one of the again one of the trade fathers, so they all have these royal, luxurious like manors and mansions that they live in. He lives more in the northern side of it because it's closer to the ocean. Uh, you'll have to. It'll be a little bit of a walk there within a few hours, but nothing, you know. Major, and along the way, they're going to pass by marketplaces and other things that you might find interesting. Okay, um, definitely keeping a hand hovering over my coin pouch, you know, as I know how the streets are. Good idea. Um, I'm going to start leading the way towards the house. Um, currently, not shopping for anything, but if anything catches my eye, I might check it out. Do I see anything like super interesting? Uh, you've been in these streets plenty of times before. You've seen these braziers, not braziers, uh, bazaars plenty of times. There's nothing too out of the ordinary. You know the snakes oil salesmen, and you know the uh, salesmen of actual fine equipment, wine, weapons, armors, whatever. Always a little bit out of the price range on those good ones, but it's always a little bit in the price range for the cheap ones that aren't real. So... Do I see any good food stands? Oh, there's plenty of good food stands. Uh, this is a this city also loves food, and so there's lots of eateries and like food developments and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm thinking like kebab on a stick, something to eat while walking. All right. Well, uh, what are you doing, our Kinkubish friend? So, question: Can I say that I've been around enough that I? basically have a basic vocabulary. Yeah, and also you're listening in on these Yeah, I was like, I'm also listening, so I'm picking all this stuff constantly, so just to avoid this broken English crap, I can we just say that I've yeah. throughout my life I've heard enough to have a basic vocabulary? Of course. Okay, so it'll probably just be a generic voice, but that's fine. Um, but I, however, am like trying to make a name for myself, because I'm not from here, I just took this job, I'm trying to make a name for myself in my home as like master infiltrator um things like that you know is there do i see anything that you know would help with things like that like a a ladder or you know gloves of deft hands or something like that or things of that nature yeah go ahead and roll me a perception check can i roll one for food i mean you already see you know where the food places are you want to roll dice you can roll dice but i know how your perception checks are yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> yeah. 21. Okay. You do see a market district called the Genie L Genie. God damn it. He made it out. <laughs> he made, he made it out. Uh, and you find your, a kebab stand with a very dark looking man and the long curly mustache that actually comes off of his face. And a small little white goatee that comes off his face as well. And he goes, Hello there, friend, how may I help you? <laughs> I'll take one for me. Do you want one, Luis? Uh, what is it? It's kebabs. But is it like, like bird or... I was like, I do have bird if you want it. Uh, I kind of like shudder a little bit at the bird and I just look at you and just kind of shake my hands now. <laughs> I've got rock horn meat. I've got the stone helm meat. I've got the... 
the clawed devil meat. Uh, clawed devil is my favorite. Clawed devil is very well. It's very good. And he go and then he pulls out like a scorpion tail and claws there on like a kebab stick. And he goes, "I've got the sand deviled meat." Hmm. Oh, you know what? I'll get one of both. Awesome, awesome. So for you, my friend, the kinku. Just kind of shake my hands. No. You don't know the word for yes. You not learned it. I'll tell you. Yes, yes. Bye, bye. I'll pay twenty. That's how you say it. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of look at him. I don't want any. <laughs> All right, Batman, you can go. <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> Where are the other drugs going? <laughs> <laughs> Batman is still fly better than you, can go Get out of here. Get out of here. Go away. How much does it come out to? Is she fucking hurt it? He gives up the three. Three silver? Yeah, he's going to charge him 20. <laughs> <laughs> I drop him the silver in the end. He's like, thank you. Thank you very much. I turn towards uh, Whistler and I just take like a big old bite out of this little scorpion pincer. I can never get over how good the texture is. You feel a slight tingling in your mouth because you know every good, every good sand devil has the poison gland still in it. Not enough to kill a man, but definitely enough to fuck him up a little bit <laughs> internally. You'll be fine, but you just feel it. It's like if you if you eat too much, you might die. But at least it tastes good. Yeah, tastes good. And you also know that they. Sand devils, they're poisoned also in the claws. So when they grab something, they can inject poison into them. And for some reason, I feel like this is important information that we should write down and save for later. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we get thrown into a pit by our guy, yeah. when everybody double crosses us at the end. Sand devils. Ah, I know not to let them grab me or sting me. <laughs> okay. So the. Uh, you see other people with kebabs and food, and there's like fried snake on like a stick. There's a lot of kebabs. Kebabs are very popular. I'm just like eating from one to the other. Oh, the, you're not the only person. There are people with forearms that are doing the same thing. There's fucking Goro from Mortal Kombat. Basically. And you see people from all walks of life. There's lizard folk there, which are usually used to the water, so they seem a little bit out of place, but they're kind of like a desert tan skin, so they're these ones are a little odd. A little bit strange from the swamp-like kin. Uh, and you see Goliaths. You see Loxodons. You see Centaurs. You see Minotaurs. All trading within this this one market district that y'all are in. You'd be called crazy for eating a scorpion home in Trostenheim. <laughs> I'd be called crazy a lot of places. Like, here. Right. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I take another bite of one of the claws. The poison tastes... tingles. It's nice. You see a look of utmost curiosity and also horror in my eyes. As you see my it, bag. As you see a little bit of the green kind of poison just kind of fall from the his lip, you kind of get on his chin... I don't think like radioactive green too. Yeah, yeah. It's not, that, that's, it's not that's, like, that's what I was picturing. It's not like a dull green. It's like a very vibrant green. Are you sure you don't want to buy? Is it safe? No. But that's what makes it fun. 
kind of stick my hand, and you can see, you know, I've got kind of feathers on my hands. But since it is so hot here, I'm, like, losing feathers. So, like, looking back, there's, like, a very light but definitely present, like, trail of feathers where I've been. Oh, that might make things more interesting later on. <laughs> Didn't say I wasn't going to do anything about it. But for now... Assassins are fucking following the trail of feathers to find you. <laughs> so, I, like, stick my hands out and, like... Like... Oh, I forgot to mention, these are very big like, the claw can wrap around a small child. Oh, I just took a piece. Yeah. 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 Well, so I'm, like, trying Well, to... it's not a kebab, so it can't be that big. Well, unless your kebab stick is, like, this big around. True. Yeah, it's a pretty big kebab stick. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was picturing, like, street food, not, like... No, your kebab stick is a javelin. Street food. <laughs> no, you gotta, you gotta mix the both. Food. Because you get the small the little and get the... <laughs> yeah. So, but I take a bite, kind of the same tingly feeling. Yeah. Am I gonna die? Maybe. Anyways. So nonchalant about everything. <laughs> Again, I'm just kind of shaking and swaying back and forth as we're walking. It's like the first man who to ever eat a jalapeno. Just kind of, what the fuck? What like, is this? I'm gonna fucking die. I'm gonna fucking die. And then he died six weeks later, but of dysentery, not the jalapeno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting shot in the stomach three times. Specific. Very specific. I'm just saying, I think jalapenos have been around a whole lot longer than firearms, but alright. What said firearms? He could have hit by a sling. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's yeah. other. You never read David and Goliath, bro? <laughs> <laughs> alright! You'll go! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, so I mean, I, as far as like the infiltrating gear. Yeah, you find, you find the Genie L Genie, which is, you, you know, from trust. Not as much as nine, but you know that these exist in your other countries. Mm -hmm. So this chain has reached all the way. It's green little paws into shardings. Well, they are greedy, all right. Uh, along with that, you see um, a local place called Aladil. Mm. Support local businesses. Like, I'm going to tell you, be like, support local businesses, and I'm going to walk into a local place. Okay, you walk into Aladil. When you walk into Aladil, there is a tabaxi that's uh, covered in a thick kind of garb uh, that's brownish in color, and uh, he's kind of sitting down on a chair, kind of leaning back on it, and he goes, Welcome, come out, may I help you? So I'm just going to kind of wander on in, and again, like, specifically, like, climbing equipment... Things like that. Do I see any of it? Yes, you see portable, la uh, portable and like collapsible ladders. Uh, you see, you see. So you know that uh, retractable pole. Mm -hmm. There's a ladder version of that. Okay. So kind of, it comes. You could put it like basically in your pocket, pop it out. It's a thirty foot ladder. Thirty feet. Thirty feet. Uh, you see grappling hooks. You see, you know, rope. You see climbing spikes. Yeah, you can see, it's anything you could uh, want. It's a this is like a merchant's like shop. This is like a go, general goods store. So you not just see those. You see these different kinds of weapons and armors. You see uh, trinkets, uh, you know, music boxes, uh, other kinds of rare resources that. Uh, that you won't find anywhere else. There's some alchemist potions, some rat poisons, uh, along with some kind of exquisite foods, because we gotta love our food here. 
Are there any just like a... There's also disguise kits and other kind of clothings and stuff like that. Such as like the, the, the chef or something. Um, what about just like just like straight up just leather, like leather strips? Do I yeah. see them? Oh yeah, he has leather strips. Okay, so I'm gonna kind of walking around, I'm gonna grab some leather strips and you know, again, just kind of with my whole like sway. As you're walking about, you, you're a little bit observant. You notice that you're not the only person in the store, and you're not you're not just alone with the uh, the tabaxi behind the thing. Who else is in here? Every once in a while, on top of a shelf, you see the swing of a tail. It looks like a feline's tail, and you kind of look up, and it looks like an ocelot. It's like sitting on top of the shelves, kind of like a guard dog. Does it seem to be like it's eyeing you? Hungrily, or just like because it's a cat? More like watching, kind of like a, like a, if you try stealing thing, I'll get you. That's fair. That's fair. Did you go in the shop with him? Um, actually, window peeking into the genial gypsy. All right. So we'll continue on with you uh, until you're done. Then we'll go to your window peeking. So I'm gonna you know kind of walk in, grab the leather strips. I'm gonna hold them, and I'm walking around, and I'm gonna grab another. Gra- I'm gonna grab a grappling hook. Another 50 feet of rope and a climbing kit. I'm going to kind of saunter my way up onto the counter and very gently place it all on the counter. Drop a, like, lose a feather out of the thing, and so I kind of, like, take it. Then I'm going to reach back and grab a pair of gloves and put them there as well. He kind of looks down at it, kind of looks up at you, kind of looks down at it, and he's like, I don't ask any questions. It's not my job. Give me a thumbs up. (laughs) Is this will be all you have? Maybe anything under the counter? And so in his voice, under the counter. What do you have? Then I kind of like lean on the counter, like in a little bit. He says, "Well, I got the poisons that will kill more than just rats." And I've got the crossbows with. Enchanted properties. Of the hand variety? Of course. Hand variety is most popular for hiding and cloak. Well, let's just, let's just... This stuff first. 55. Total? Total. Time out, time out, time out, time out. What did I say? Gloves. 50 feet rope. Grappling hook. Climber's kit. Climber's kit. I also have fifty feet of rope. Okay. Throwing dagger, launcher for wrist. That's sick. How much? It's fifty. That one. The things I need for fashion. <laughs> that. I also have special throwing daggers. And you kind of put some on the table. You can see they have a small needle and what looks to be kind of vile to them. He says, they can inject things that you want injected, you know. Maybe you want a, a nice drink of Kool-Aid or water. Or maybe you don't have, you have rats at a distance. My rats, yes. Yes, rats, only rats. Um, looking at it, does it look like it'll just fit any dagger or does it need to be like a special kind of ammunition? Wait, like for the... It will fit daggers. It'll fit any kind of dagger. So if you have a normal dagger, you can just kind of... Yeah, what would the damage increase be? 
Because I'm going to buy it. I just want to know. Uh, it, it will won't damage increase. It will just range increase. Okay. So a normal dagger can be thrown like 30 to 60 feet. This will increase it from 30 to um, 120 feet. Okay. So I'll take my coin purse and I'll set it on the counter. I'll slide in 55 for all the actual gear. I'll slide in 50 for the wrist launcher. And then... I think that'll be it. Thank you. Yeah, wonderful day. And so I'll grab all of this stuff and I'll like... No, I take it back. I'll grab the wrist launcher and I'll put it on my right wrist. Mm-hmm. And then I'll take a dagger out of my belt and kind of already load it in. And then I'll grab the rest of the stuff in my arms and I'll kind of saunter out with it. Shake, shake my way on out of there. And I'll find you peeking into the genial gypsy and I'll just kind of like softly kick you in the, like, the back of the, the calf. And I will hold my arms out to you. <sighs> Thank you. So I take a pack off my back and kind of like open it up. And then I'll dump it all in there. Realize I accidentally dumped the gloves in there, and like quickly reach in and take my gloves back out and slide them on. How do you even wear those? I have hands. I was just imagining like um, Falco from <laughs> <laughs> like he's got like feathers his fingers. Yeah. Like I wasn't picturing like weird ass like human hands growing out wings. It's like yeah, like, 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 kind of like Grinch fingers, but like, like feathers. It's the deer from Adventure Time where he's like. Exactly. No, no, Kenkus have hands. Yeah. What page was that, Larry? I forgot already. 109. 109! That's not right, I don't think. It is. I'll get there eventually. Y'all don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about a sweet lot. Yeah, see? They have hands. Oh, okay. So. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. I'll just look up the food. They look like bird feet, but hands. Yeah, because they're really not feathered, except for, like, like maybe, maybe on, like, like, their body. Maybe, like, the body. So. Yeah, so it's, like, their hands and, like, yeah. So, um, and so, and I, this could be considered racist, I don't really know. A lot of, like, like movies that I've seen, like Aladdin or something, like, the, the pants, they're real, like, baggy, but whenever they get down to, like, the end of them, they're real tight. Yes. Correct? So I would like to, with the leather things that I purchased, um, like kind of open my cloak a little bit and my like my common pants my common clothes i'm gonna pull them like as tight around my like ankle as they will as they'll go and then tie it that way if any feathers fall off of me while i'm moving they don't fall out of my pant leg and i'll do the same thing with like the the ends of my shirt and then i'll pull my cloak back on what you managed to stop uh at least a majority of your feathers falling hell yeah because, you know, some blood falls through your back, and then, you know, there's a lot of stopping that. Yeah. Or your fucking feathery chest. I guess that's why the King Koo's, like... I'll tie one around my waist as well. No, I guess that's why the King Koo's, like, fully clothed, so you can't really tell anything about him. Yeah. <laughs> Just looks like, you can have whatever kind of King Koo you want. But the fucking lizard folks completely butt-ass naked. <laughs> Just saying. Racist. Finest point. Lizard folks suck. Carry on. Low angles. So, but I'll purchase my stuff. I'll dump your stuff into your bag. Um, and you said we do know where his house is? Yes. Okay. Y'all are on its way. So I guess I'll, I'll kind of stand outside the genial gypsy in case you wanted to go in. I'm just kind of still sitting there. I think I'll be back in just a moment. And I walk inside. All right. You walk inside. 
And there's a lamp sitting at the counter. Like one of those kind of gravy belt lamps. 45 minutes in, go ahead and multi-class. The Aladdin lamp? Yeah, like an Aladdin lamp. Hmm. Uh, along with that, you see kind of shelves full of magical goods. Magical orbs, you know, cloaks, uh, potions, all that kind of fancy stuff. Kind of look around. Is there anyone working the counter? No, you just need a lamp on the counter. This place is so tacky. When I reach out and I like rub the rim. As you do that, smoke begins to come from the end of the lamp. And it kind of fills up, it kind of goes in your face, and as soon as the smoke is gone, there's somebody behind the counter. Ha ha! The great! Mustafarian. Mustafarian. Mustafaria. Mustafaria. Yeah, nice. Mustafaria. I am the owner of the proud magical shop of Gina the Genie. How may I help you today? Well, just kind of whistling outside. Just kind of looking around. 14 gumballs! They ain't whistling around here. They just fucking take you out. Didn't Landry tell us before this? Lots of things are allowed in this city. Whistling is not one of them? Yeah. Apparently not. <laughs> well, I'm going to change my name, I guess. Dust <laughs> Hummer. Dumb. No. 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 It's a rumor. <laughs> no. The Silence is my name. <laughs> you just don't talk. Please kill me. <laughs> How may I help you in the wonderful world of the Ujigini, a magical escape from the world beyond? Well, I was hoping you could help me find some interesting magical items or something. Of course I can. And he like sprinkles like kind of like confetti in front of you. There's magic all around you in this shop. It is again, there's a world beyond that of the mortal mind that the eyes can't see. He's making weird movements with his hands. I kind is of like. Oh, yeah. I kind of like also move my hands in the same way. You also see he's got like those little bells. Little like finger symbols? Yeah. That's great. Well, can you give me a. What do you think I would like? What you like? I like close my eyes and like lean forward a little. He, 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 you can kind of feel his hands hovering above your head and shoulders as he's kind of rolling over it over and over again as he's. <laughs> I love the genie little genie people. They're great. They're great fun. I feel like you're on the serious quest of discovery and diversion. Good. <laughs> I tried. I'm sorry. Carry on. Carry on. Also, I want you to think of this person looking just like Gene, except he's Middle Eastern. <laughs> he's like in Middle Eastern garb as well. Instead of the awful, awful, like Brooklynite. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklynites? That's what the people from Brooklyn are called, right? I thought it was like Brooklynese. Brooklynarian? <laughs> Brooklynariot? Bro- <laughs> That's a great movie, bro. <laughs> Fiddling with the wrist on tracks, and they shoot like a blade, like, bounce off the sandstone. I'm like, 
grab it and put it back in and just go back to whistling. <laughs> Nobody sees it, so you're, you're you're good. Actually, roll me a perception check. Perception check. Mm-hmm. What's your? That's uh, ten. Ten. Let me see your character sheet real quickly. What? Let's see your character sheet real quickly. What are you looking for? How much gold? Your items. Items? My items? <laughs> they are, yeah, they're four, five, six, seven. No. <laughs> I need a grappling hook or something back. Um, also, my weapons, I write right here. I don't write them on my inventory. So yeah, I can't steal that from you, so. My character sheet is six. Can't steal the stud leather from you, I'm sorry. You mean you don't have that pickpocket perk? No. You're the DM. You feel a lot lighter all of a sudden. What did I? What am I missing? You begin to look through your pouch and you see you feel like your sledgehammer's on the floor. Oh man! <laughs> Do I see anybody running away? Roll one twenty perception check. Dirty twenty. You see what seems to be a very small person. I'm gonna sprint after him, carrying. Him. You get to see the handle <laughs> kind of like sticking up above him. That's like in the back of his shirt. He's like walking like a yes, basically. <laughs> I'm gonna sprint after. But him. he's not alone. There's like six other small people surrounding him. Can I tell if they're children or they just seem small? From the back of the head, because they're walking away from you, they just seem small. So I'm gonna like it's it's a glass window, right? Yeah. So the genial genie. I'm gonna like smack on the window really loud, wave like I'm this. I'm very distracted from Gene. And I'm trying just gonna read my mind. I'm gonna point. Yeah, you can see him do tapping his symbols fingers yeah, like right in his ears. I'm gonna like slam on the window and like point in the direction, see what's going on, and just you just barely hear it. This guy's good. Just sprint off in the direction of these little miscreants. While you're sprinting off, a cloak of invisibility. Too very nice. Okay. Very very well. You have one of those. Of course I have one of those. He grabs a cloak. And you can see it. Oh, it's an actual visible cloak now? He, he, he hands it to you. He says, when you put it on, you turn invisible. Can I try it out? Of course! And he pulls out a mirror. And he put points on the mirror. And you don't see anything. Do I see my hands? Yeah, you see your hands. Hmm. So I can still see myself. Of course, because you're still in the cloak. It, it's very magical, very powerful in those properties. Hmm. I want you to roll me, if you want to, if you want to, roll an insight check. That's literally my whole Natural thing. 20 plus 5. <laughs> you can see that the mirror is tampered with. That it's not an actual glass mirror that reflects. <laughs> huh. I kind of like reach my hand up and I poke through and there's nothing there. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? I take the cloak off. I think I'm, I think I'm good. Are you sure? It's a very powerful cloak. Very, very precious. <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. Um, I think. But really, and he puts it on and he turns invisible. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you love this type of like character so much. Like it makes me so happy because you deliver really well with these kind of characters and I love it. He's like, do you know what this is? How much? You see him stand up from behind the table. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't want to go. The smile just disappears from my face. I'm just like, I know. And then I walk outside. <laughs> He's just, just like, just felt. <laughs> Trip, trip doing that. 
Do I see my Kenku friend anywhere? No! What? But <laughs> as I'm chasing this group of people um, in my home city of Trostenheim, the, the police, whenever they're like chasing somebody, they have like bells that they're ringing the whole time. And it's like, it's actually like on their like, yeah. uniform. So when they run, it just shakes. And so like the entire time I'm, sprint- bristles, huh? yeah, I'm sprinting after these people, I'm just like making the noise of that bell with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> The bells clearly caught their attention. They look like, ah, shit! <laughs> they continue running. They start running past. Okay, can we talk just for a second? A bird man in all black clothing with a burlap sack that has a very, like, shittily painted smile on it sprinting at you? I'd shit myself. Bye. But I'm just sprinting after do these I people. Do I see the commotion? Luckily, you do are fat. You are faster than them. And you can, yes, you can clearly hear the bell. <laughs> okay, I start sprinting in that direction full speed. And yeah, you're faster than all of them. I have 55 movement speed. Yes. So yeah, you managed to catch up with the bird person before he manages to catch up with the kids. What's the issue? <laughs> Lifted my sledgehammer. <laughs> Sons of bitches. And then I start sprinting even faster. <laughs> you, beat, you, start, you beat the bird man to the kids. What's your, what's your strength? <laughs> Eight. <laughs> I never... Because I was going to say, I'm like... Maybe a hundred pounds. If your string's high enough, can I like jump on his back while he's going? Then I, I don't want to. I don't want to fuck with it. You can if you want to. I, I don't know because I don't want him to fall. I want my hammer back. Okay, you managed to catch up with the kids. The kids go down an alleyway. Uh, as soon as you get to like their side, but you're hot right right behind them. Like you can touch them and smack them around if you want to. The kids kind of hit like a cross section of this alleyway. They stop. They turn around. Did right. you really think you could get away? <laughs> and, you, and you finally make it. <sighs> like, of course we didn't. Did you think you were going to? I turn around. I also turn around. <laughs> you see, because you turn and you look at me, and so I turn and look behind me. <laughs> you see, there's a large Goliath who's taking up the, the entire the alley. Well, you all are sitting shoulder to shoulder. He's he's elbow hitting the, each of the walls and he's got this big two-handed sword that's curved and vicious looking and he goes jig is up boys I recommend you hand me and my halfling friends there some money halflings it's been a while what? since we've gotten into children oh god do birds pant? They don't get out of breath. They don't do anything. They don't even sweat. <laughs> they're, not, they're not real. <laughs> birds they don't charge have a ton of reactions. Oh, yeah, on the telephone wires. So you put like I'm a gonna, I'm gonna kind of grab a telephone wire real quick and charge back up. They just leave a battery in around here. <laughs> 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 okay. So it's these halflings in front of us. There's the halflings. There's the six halflings in front of y'all. So yeah, so the halflings, Luca, Whistler, and then the Goliath behind us. We're currently facing the Goliath. Yeah. What do? It's been a long time since we've been in a scrap. And I take the uh, quarter staff off my back. You should take mage initiate. Like, let's be. Shook Shillelagh. That would be cool. Lander's been on a shillelagh kick here recently. That's okay. Not really. Shillelagh's not like a decent spell, but it's not that amazing. He's like, not even recently, just always. It's great. But, so the Goliath yeah, he's is there. approaching us. So I'm going to kind of like stop. I'm like, if 
finally catching my breath, still just kind of like, now that I've like stopped like sprinting, I'm like continuing to do like my whole like shake rocking back and forth. I'm like, we don't want trouble. Keep the hammer. And I'm going to like slowly attempt to make my way, like put my back against the wall and like hands up and slowly start to like attempt to go past the Goliath out of the alley. Uh, he says, "What coin you got on you?" No coin, but I would like him to uh, make me a a deception check because I'm gonna use my insightful fighting. He makes a deception check, mm-hmm. or you? Yeah, make- he has to make a deception check against my insight check, and if I beat him. I get to use my sneak attack damage on him unless I have disadvantage for the next minute. Okay. So. Natural 20 plus 9. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to swing at him. With what? Uh, My rapier, so I guess it'll be a stab. Like, no coin. Alright, so we're going to swing. That'll be a 22. He hit and hit. Okay, so that's a one d eight plus three. Where are the d sixes at? They should be up here. Everything is falling apart right there. <laughs> so it's, forgot your sneak attack damage. Yeah, it's kind of my whole thing. It's kind of the rogue's whole thing. So it'll be one d eight plus one d six plus three. That was garbage. Seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Eight. Nine. Ten. 13, 14, 15, 16 damage. Be like, no coin. You stab him. Where are you stabbing at? Um, how tall is he? He's a Goliath, so I mean, they're fairly tall, tall. He's around 10 feet tall. 10 feet tall. I am about 5 feet, so. <laughs> right in the junk? I mean, it's, it's eye level, so yeah, I'm gonna go right for the junk, I guess. It's just what's there. He immediately falls and collapses. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Luca, hammer! I'm, I'm gonna take. No, you know, just, just go. Luca, just take your hammer. Hammer! I'm gonna point my stick towards the kids and go, hammer! The, Give us the hammer. The halflings, not kids, pull the hammer out. They're like, don't stab us in the junk. And they hand the hand you the hammer. I hold my rapier, and I'm like, again, just still swaying with it. Dun, 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 you should be more careful who you steal from. I'm gonna let, as he says, you should be more careful who you steal from. I'm gonna like go down and like start searching the Goliath as he's writhing in pain. You found a massive two handed straight sword that is curved. And you also. <laughs> so I'm gonna look at Luca. I'm gonna look at Luca and go, curved swords. You also see that he had two scimitars. So he could do a little of them. And he has his set of leather armor that he's wearing. That's it? Yeah. It was the first rob of the day. So I'm going to drop all of it and I'm going to go back over to the halflings. I'm going to grab my hammer and like, with both hands, hold it out at him and be like, pockets. Or what he says, because what did the Goliath tell me? How much coin do you have? Yeah, how much coin you got? So I'm going to look at them and in his voice say, how much coin you got? They, they, they start kind of rimaging their pockets and they throw out some, uh, throw out, they throw out a decent amount because they, their pickpockets are a little bit better than his scheme typically uh there are about 90 pieces of gold 90 gold we're sorry mistress we're sorry take take the money just leave just don't stab us in the junk so i'm gonna like 
not breaking eye contact with him, like, take the, the sledgehammer, like, dunk, like, dunk it in the floor, and, like, pull my pack off real quick, open the pack, put the sledgehammer head in there, close the pack, but the hammer, like, the handle's still sticking up, put it back on, like, pull the rapier back out, and, like, slowly begin it back out of the alley, while still pointing it at the half I hold the stick at each one, and I'm, like, holding out like a shotgun. The man still, the Goliath is still. Right. Just whack him in the head. That's what you get. You like walk out, and you'll see. Here's like some clattering of metal, and you can see some of the Amir guard are these chain mailed, like from head to toe warriors with the kind of boxed uh, helmet and halberds. But like a kind of ornate, fancy halberds, like from the Middle East, uh, and they have like parts of paddings of metal on their sections of their uh, like torso piece, uh, with a little bit of gold with a gold plate with the insignia of the city on it. As they they run to the alleyway to find out what's going on, definitely gonna like slink into the shadow. St- yeah, stow the rapier. Make sure my hood is pulled like way up because it's on, but like way up and like mm. just. Again, with my, my shaky demeanor, kind of going down the street. Uh-huh. Their chainmail also looks like dresses. Like they they get like their like dresses all the way down like the legs, Thank like God to the I'm ankle. Not a bard. What? Just think I'm not a bard. Why? Why? Because we know that I play my bards fast and loose. I would get in trouble with these guys. <laughs> like men are no men, penis or no penis. They got a dress on. I'm hitting. Anyway. I think Morty was just joking about the fact that his bards are just unnatural assholes. Well, that too. But... <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it back to the market. Congratulations. Well, we, we were headed to the dude's house. Yeah, it's past the market. Got you. And yeah. they ran away. Oh, from that's the right. Because we were. Yeah. Yeah. I'm caught up. I'm here. As we're walking, I just look over and say, "That asshole tried to sell me a fake invisibility cloak." Well, and I, you know, because saw the guards kind of spooked, so I just got, like, my stuff, like, pulled close, and I just, genial, genie in Trostenheim. Yeah. <sighs> Lots of fake stuff. <laughs> I don't know how they're still in business. And we keep walking. You see a cat, like a tabaxi, with very large ears and golden earrings kind of coming up, out, you know, up the entire thing, and he's got the golden necklaces that links uh, that links up his long neck, his unnaturally long like tabaxi neck. He comes out with the, the cloak, and he goes, "Ah, yes, with this I'll be invincible." Suckers like him are how. Shame. He'll continue along the roads, pass through the Brazier. And you'll make it past these these sandstone village because this is a very large you know town. So like there's tons of buildings and they don't build up very much. They build out. Thanks to the sandstone not being a, it's a decent building material, but not good for high stacking. So it takes you several hours to get to where you're going, and that's to the walls of the palace, walls of the palisade to this massive, beautiful-looking mansion. Almost, or even more beautiful than the last mansion y'all just came from. This palace. Because it has, these fountains, instead of being made of marble, 
are have a marble base but are gold statues. And one of them is that of a man who is on his knees praying and his head is chopped off. And so the the water's coming out where the blood would of his of his neck. And another of the statues is of a man in a, another kind of religious uh, form, uh, basically doing his praying in a different style, and the the water's coming from the tear like tears from his eyes. You think he's compensating for something? More than likely, I was gonna <laughs> say it's kind of ominous. You can see there's guards here, clearly, because uh, y'all haven't quite entered his actual palace you're kind of like towards the outside seeing in to his because he has like an outer wall perimeter uh so you're kind of outside of that you can see there's guards on either side and from inside there you can see these massive statues that are the waterfalls that are actually peek over the walls these little sandstone walls that cover the perimeter uh, these guards here look pretty, uh, pretty well armed, having a kind of a large metal shield and scimitars themselves. Uh, they have like a, a branded plate armor, so it's not quite full plate, but it's pretty close. Uh, along with a chainmail kind of hood and a circular helmet, a spike uh, picking out of it with a little nasal cap. Really. Um, you said it took us a few hours to get there, right? Mm-hmm. And you said it was midday earlier. Uh, what felt like midday? There's a lot of midday in this okay. in this town. What I'm getting at is how close to night are we? Because it's not going to be wise to try to break into this play- guy's place in the middle of the day. Or while the sun is still out, I guess. But... I say we scout out the perimeter and see what we can see. Which kind of give you a, no, no, he's got a point, kind of nod. And it will take another few hours before it gets to nighttime. Yeah. So I think we'll take that time to scout out as much as we can. See if we can find uh, any weaknesses or potential entry points. All right. I want you to do me an investigation check. Okay. You can either do perception or investigation, whichever one you choose. Investigation, I'll give you more details on specific things, but the DC is higher. Perception, I'll give you less details on things, but the DC is lower. What'd you take? I took perception and got a six. I'll take investigation. I meant to say perception. No, investigation, ten. Beautiful. Both go roll really low. I love that. <laughs> Go ahead and get advantage because y'all take some time to do this. And that's not just because y'all roll low. That's just because... We have three hours at least. Yeah. Uh, 18. I rolled lower. 18? <laughs> so from a general view, you don't see much. You're like, wow, these are really big sandstone walls, and this palace is really magnificent, and there are a lot of guards. Because you can kind of hear the clattering of armor as they're you know, they're walking into the by the palace walls. Uh, but you can't see them because, of course, there's a wall between you and him, between you and them. You, Eric, you investigate the sandstone, and you notice that there is a small section that seems to be placed there, as if 
kind of like if a child had, you know, found a small hole in the wall and put rocks to fill it in so nobody would know it was his getaway point. Hmm. It's a little bit, it might be a little small for y'all to completely fit in through, but y'all could definitely try or send something that way. We're both pretty small. Like a sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> break the sandstone wall. Break cast, the walls down. Cast silence on our area and just go to ham. You just look at him. You just with <laughs> Whistler just looks you down the eyes and says, Mr. Gorchoff, tear down this wall. Okay, alright. If you mimic the sound but in an opposite frequency, they'll cancel each other out. Not entirely how D&D works. Or magic. sound works. But I could mimic an even louder sound, or a more like alarming sound, to pull attention. You're fucking away. gunshots back any wars. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ID, sir. What was that? Sounded like a Tech Nine. Score elements everywhere. You just start singing like in an entire band's worth of performance. Fucking Metallica's fucking. Dun, 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 dun. I'm just saying, I, I could cause a distraction if you really wanted to try to break through that. But if we can get through it. Luca? Yes. Oh. So ah, I point this out. I didn't to even you. see that. I know. I know. <laughs> it's on one of the westward walls, and you also kind of notice this is a little less patrolled okay. from the rest. You want to go check it out? Probably wait until dark. Good idea. Luckily for you, there are inns nearby. As a lot of people like to stay in inns near these palaces because there are kind of benefits to being in an inn near a palace. Good view. Less crime, I imagine. Less crime. The higher pay. And more likely to meet somebody who can change your entire future with one handful of gold. That's me. I could change your future, but instead of a handful of gold, it'll be a dagger to the throat. <laughs> Do I know any good inns around this place? I mean, relatively, there's not like a good inn because there's plenty of good inns. Uh, you know of the, you know of the uh, sighing moon. Which is it has a face on the moon that's you know the moon is sighing. You know, like, uh. I kind of love that actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're right there. That, that was good. That was good. <laughs> Sound like a Minecraft zombie. You know of Omar's Basin. Okay. Okay. And you know of Hashish Relon. Hashish Relon. Which one um, seems the most favorable at the moment? The one closest to this hole in the wall is the Moon Sigh. The Sighing Moon. The Sighing Moon. I think I know a good place if you want to spend some time there before night. Maybe get a bite to eat? It's not that basement place, is it? It might be. It might be. And I give kind of the same, same kind of, hey. 
doctor, you... doctor, she's just, she's, she's so dumb, but she's so beautiful. What? <laughs> no, nothing. Lead the way. I lead the way. Alright. It's, well, you turn around and it's right in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boom. Oh, that's right there. Nice. You can see that it has like a second level with a terrace uh, and palm trees. I thought you said terrorist. I was like, this is much more than we signed up for. <laughs> no, a terrace. I was like, this is much more on the nose than I thought it would be. <laughs> no. It's, it's... No. It's like a second and third level building and there's a, like a terrace and there's like a swimming pool with palm trees on the second level. That kind of overhangs over the first level, so it's kind of a, this is a nice place, of course. Because, I'm definitely using that. Well, because business people come in when they're going to go deal with the trade uh, fathers, or trade or people their ilk come into these places and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as y'all walk in through the curtains, you see there's rugs laid out everywhere, and there are scanty clad women, and there are tables where people are smoking on pipes. And people are drinking, uh, and they're they're everybody's kind of de-armed as well. And as y'all walk in, one of the, this kind of minotaur comes up to y'all and goes, "Weapons and armor." Sure, I take the stick off my back and hand it to him. It was he kind of like flicks the stick around if it's nothing. He's like, "Okay," he like throws it back. You, but you see, like you see, like two knobs come pick it up, and they can take it off. Weapons armor. So I kind of like give, like shoot you a nervous glance and look back, and so I like. There are also are naked men in this tavern as well, and naked women. Okay. Yes. Take my my cloak off, kind of set it on the ground. I will take the wrist launcher off. And is he like holding his hands out or yeah he's holding his hands so I'll set the wrist launcher in his hand you see it throw behind him and then the gnomes pick it up and they take it he throws it behind him yeah so I'll take the dagger off of like my belt and it's or the dagger the rapier off my belt and it's scabbard I hate you Gunner <laughs> I hope you question I hope somebody questions why that's in your search history later so I take the, the rapier off my belt and it's scabbard and I put it in his hand. And he throws it behind him and someone else, you know, these two gnomes come up and grab it again. And so I take the seven daggers out of the various spaces on my body, not in any sort of scabbard, and I set all of them in his hand and I like come back and like put my hands to my chest and just gleefully watch, hoping that he just chunks it behind him. He chunks them behind him. The gnomes are out of the way because they know they know what's up. You get an immediate sense of just mm, that was nice. Kind of like comes over me. Um, the gnomes start picking them up. I mean, some one's like stuck in a board and like. I I then take my armor off, you know, because I've got the common clothes up underneath it. Take my armor off, kind of put it in his hands, and I take the the burlap sack up off over my face and down off of my beak and I put it in his hand as well he throws that one of the gnomes wasn't prepared and knocked the fuck out by the the, your studded leather right Mm -hmm. and he gets knocked uh uh, yes you're right correct yeah he gets knocked over by the studded leather and the other gnome kind of helps him up but he says stop fooling around and as they kind of like they pick it up and they move it off he goes is that it I'm gonna put the cloak back I think that's it 
And in my backpack, it's got all my stuff in it. But... Welcome to the Sighing Moon. Cause no trouble, no trouble comes to you. As he puts his great axe to the... Did he ask for my backpack? No. Weapons and armor. And he put, as he puts his great axe, like... Sorry, I'm so I'm so sorry, but I'm just like, did he ask my backpack? Because I'm like, oh, I still like my climbing gear and everything in here. But I also remember that I have a giant sledgehammer. But I'm imagining like a modern day sledgehammer where the handle is like painted like, you know, like it's that, that yellow and red like plastic. Or so you obviously know it's a sledgehammer and the handle's just sticking out of this like medieval backpack. <laughs> sorry. But so I, I put my backpack back on and uh, you can see like the, the feathers that were like falling off earlier were like a dark purple-ish. But now that, like, my face is uncovered and everything, you can see there are, like, stark white feathers on my face, and it just gets progressively darker as it moves to, like, you know, like, under my body and everything. Um, you gather that I don't take this mask off a whole lot. Or he's albino, and he's painting his feathers. No. <laughs> but. So. Before he walks off, I ask him, is the pool public access? You have to pay for a room. A good room, not a basic room. At least second floor or more. Sounds good. Thank Perfect. You. Hey, still, he didn't walk off. He's still standing there. He just put his pommel of the great axe to the floor and says, No trouble come to you. You saw no trouble, no trouble come to you. And I just kind of nervously nod my head vigorously, yes. Good. You also see on the caps, he's got like golden caps to his horns. And, uh, that nose ring that a lot of uh, normal minotaurs would have is replaced with like a ornate golden like golden like wristband that like the Norse have. That would be cool. And so so it doesn't completely connect. So it kind of like just dangles out. I gently put my hand on my compatriot's shoulder and just say, ten out of ten scare the shit out of me because I'm watching the minotaur trying to make sure that I don't like fuck up. I'm just like, <laughs> and I, I let out like a. <laughs> You okay? Scared me. Sorry. Come on. Let's go. Y'all make it to the counter. Uh, in one piece, luckily. Uh, the mentor decided to keep y'all that way. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Thanks, buddy. And you see a, a man behind the counter of this fine establishment. He has a pipe and a big hookah thing that he's smoking from. Hello there. Hi. How much are your prices for your second floor rooms? 100 gold. 100 gold? For a single night, or? Of course. Those that come to the side moon must pay to do business. And business is good on the second floor, if you get my drift. He kind of blows the smoke in y'all's face. Does it have a good view of the palace? Even the first floor has a decent view of the palace, but the second floor has a great view. But if you want the best view, the one that completely looks over any obstacles so you can see how magnificent the gardens are, that'd be a third floor. No, I think the second would do just fine. I'll go kind ahead of blows in your face again. Just, <clears throat> just <clears throat> one room, please. Of course. Hundred gold. And you put it in front of him. He's like, "Are you, you male or female?" Does it matter? Of course. 
Male? 50 gold. Sharing room. You're sharing a room? Yeah. Okay. You should You know that other place I oh. went to was no questions asked. I only asked because I thought this was an unaccompanied woman. No. And he's like, he puts 50 gold towards you from the stack of the 100 that she gave you. What kind of bullshit is this? Next time, speak for her instead. Kind of blows his smoke back in her face. Kind of hard. Then he slid the gold back towards me? Yeah. Like, to me? Yeah. I'm going to, like, take it and just give it right back to you right in front of this guy. And I'm going to turn around and I'm going to start walking towards the stairs before he can say anything else. Because he scares me. (laughs) As y'all are walking to the second floor, uh, there's definitely business going down on this first floor. If you understand, Mike, catching my drift. Uh, They're kind of... The first floor is not very private. It's, there's a lot more open sea, like open windows and doors, and the sounds are a little bit more allowed to be expressed. But the second floor, yes. I wrote sex on my little board with a question mark. No, okay. <laughs> I like how you did that to like not say I'm recording, and then immediately said I'm recording. Yeah, well, you know, this, nobody's perfect. <laughs> is this an experience that I've had at other places too? Yes, this is kind of common through some parts of the town, especially in the, some of the older parts of this city where a lot of people are an old traditionalist where women aren't allowed to speak, own property, uh, be unaccompanied by other people, and some are not even allowed to have their cloaks not be. So that wasn't like a be a gentleman and talk for her, like order her dinner. That was like, no, a, that was, why is she. She's her property. Gotcha. Uh, civil rights haven't uh, completely hit uh, all sections of the town. <laughs> uh, so that's why he asked if you're male or not. Because if you're a female, he's going to charge you. But he didn't know you were in the same room. Yeah. So as soon as he said that, he's like, oh, they're a thing together. So I'm not going to send prostitutes out. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, because that was also the thing he was going to do. <laughs> no, thanks. No prostitutes. Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't do that here. Also, I'm, I'm a bird man. So. Birdman. Cloaca. Birdman. Cloaca. God damn it. I finally played a character with a Cloaca. Fuck. It, look, if you're not a mammalian, you're out of Cloaca. That's just how life happened. Life sucks. <laughs> you played a turtle? Or, uh, yeah, a turtle? It was a Cloaca. No, I'm pretty sure. I didn't play a turtle. No, but if you played a turtle, then. Oh, if I did, yeah. There's yeah. a question. I, I, I want to play a turtle. There's a question I need to ask, and I don't know if I want to know the answers. What is your question? If they have cloak or not. Do turtles, so. have, turtles have penises? Do turtles have penises? I think so. Turtles have sex? Yeah, but Chloe Turtles is... have penises that get erect and increase in size. Oh, okay. Is how much they grow. Apparently it increases by nearly 50 to 75%. Man, I wish it was a turtle. Nah, I still have the three inches, but... Hey, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> At least it would be three inches wide, too, like a cube. Work. Because <laughs> it increases 75% by width, is what it said. Oh, no, then I'd be five inches wide. So what? can we... Uh... It's a rectangle. <laughs> yes, y'all make it to... Uh, as we're walking up the stairs, I'm just like absentmindedly whistling to myself as well. Y'all make it to an empty room. 
because it's kind of just kind of first come first serve. Okay, was the TV like a room number? Or? No. Uh, you can see and see something to the rooms because yeah, they do have cloths in front of them that are darker in color. Some of them are kind of open. Some of them don't really protect from sound, so you can hear things that are happening. Um, yes. Yeah, yes. He wrote sex on there again. Sure wish I could see that. <laughs> yeah, I wish you'd show your friend. And my friend. Wait, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Wait, wait, I have one more. So. Now I can finally do jokes without the audience knowing it's great. Yeah, fuck you, audience. We don't like you. Even though I'm going to say Gets everything. Money. Even though I'm going to say everything he writes to me out loud. Need money. Need money now, please. We'll squawk for work. As I'm sitting here shaking, just like my little <laughs> kinku friend. Yeah. Anyway. You don't make it into... It's a dangerous power for one man to have. <laughs> Sorry. You don't make it into a room, empty room. It's next to the pool, so y'all can easy access get to it. And you can kind of see over the walls of the of the perimeter of the palace, and you can see into it. It's a luxurious gardens, like palm trees and a little bit of, like an old man-made oasis and stuff like that. I forgot to buy that ladder. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you tactically didn't do that. You're like, I don't need that. I got a grappling hook. Because <laughs> no, how, from our window to the wall of the palace, how far is it? Oh, that's like a whole like big street. But how far? From the wall of the palace or the wall of the perimeter? From the wall. Oh. To get inside of the perimeter. Like the wall that we were looking at earlier? Like the other feet. side of that wall. Well, like 40 feet. Mm, interesting. Interesting. To our like windowsill. Yeah. Interesting. And we're on the second floor? Yes. And overlooking the area of the, the perimeter wall that we're looking at right now, you said it's not super heavily guarded. This one's not as heavily guarded as the rest. As the rest. Interesting. It seems like he has a little bit of trust on this side of the of the, of the corridor for some reason. I'm going to poke my head out. Some trust, you said? Mm-hmm. I'm going to poke my head like straight out the window and like look up. How high does this building go? It goes up another story, so... So it's just three stories tall? Yeah, it's just three stories and How tall was that perimeter wall? Uh, that perimeter wall was about 25 feet tall. Mm. No, it's just about 15, 15 feet tall, sorry. That's why y'all didn't look over it on the second story. So, and you see me, like, looking at, like, across at the perimeter wall and kind of looking at our windowsill and looking up at the next... Like, kind of stroking my feathers on my chin a little bit. What's the word? Or, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not stroking my feathers, like, my beak, and so I'm, like, stroking, like the feathers on my chin. I'm not, I was going to say softly, like stroking the tip of my beak, but. You did say it, so you might as well just have said it. (laughs) So I'm I'm like, I'm like, like play, like there's no, I'm stroking the feathers on my chin. Um, (laughs) There was no way to get around that. I'm just gently playing with the tip of my beak. I'm stroking the feathers on my chin and I'm just. Man, like, but I wouldn't pay to be that beak right now. Like, it, like, if, that were me. like if I was <laughs> thinking about this any harder, it'd be the meme of all the math equations popping up on screen. And I'm just kind of like looking, and so I like take my backpack off and like drop it in the floor, and like I'm starting to dig through, and I pull the rope out, and I'm like looking at the rope, and I tie like a, a grappling hook to one end of it. So I like neatly and nicely, nicely like wrap it up, and 
set it back in the bag. Over the wall. Over. Is where we need to be. Would it be smart? Get the room above. Toss hook from window to wall. Zip down. That's a lot of people that can see what we're doing. Middle of the night. I have a feeling a lot of people here don't sleep. It is kind of a bustling city all the time. Hmm. We're going to have to do this discreetly. And I think very long, large ropes hanging from one building. But in the nicer districts, you know that during night, it's a lot more quieter. Well, and my thing is, like, a lot of these people are doing the nasty in the middle of the day. Doing the nasty is very physically exhausting. They're probably going to sleep good tonight, you know? That's my thinking, anyway. And there's a lot of people doing the nasty in this tavern. I don't need the grappling hook. I can make it up there myself. But... Do you have that thing where you can run on vertical walls? No, I used to be level 9. Damn! But I can fly. <laughs> oh, that's right, you can. You're like, man, why am I a kinkoo? Yeah, I was like, I chose the literal bird race that doesn't have wings. <laughs> You're a kobold that's a chicken that doesn't have wings. They're more like a dragon. You could have used shrink on yourself as a gnome and then buried yourself with my channel. Why do I always forget about that combination? I never take it. Because it's not, it's not, it's not very good. I can carry myself. Stand up right now, Eric. No. You're carrying yourself. No, I can carry myself with Mage Hand. You can levitate, like, what the fuck is it called? What, what, how long does Mage Hand last? A minute. A minute? And it's, I mean, I, because I can just grab me. Go. Just you fucking fling yourself. <laughs> Catapult. Okay, so hear me you, out. You get a, what, what's that one that's like, you throw stones? It's literally it's called Catapult. Catapult. Okay, so you reduce your gnome friend and you use the spell catapult. He grabbed onto a rock. You catapult the rock. He polymorphs into a rock. You throw the rock. Rock has one HP. Rock hits ground, takes fall damage, carries over into your gnome. Well, you know rock is monk, so it doesn't take fall damage. That's slow fall. Alright, so, so, <laughs> so, so what, do need, slow what, what do we need? What do we need? It's just like... <laughs> What do we need? A wizard and uh, a monk All right, that has to be a gnome. I'm recording. This is not the time. <laughs> so, um, so then just wait for dark? I think so. In the meantime, and I look over towards the pool, I think I might have some fun. Bastard. <laughs> Alright. You going to the pool? Oh, yeah. As you're going to the pool, roll me a perception check. I'm gonna go with him and put my little like crow. You roll perception I'm check too. Put my little crow feet, like pull my 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 pants up, like un- untie the little leather strap and pull my pants up to like my knees, or, or I guess where my knees would be, and like put my. You little, can lie to me if you want. Thirteen. Put my little crow feet in the water and just kind of sit Is that there. That actually works. Continu- continuing to like sway back and forth. And you said perception. Yeah, you want to. Why wouldn't I want to? Oh, because I get a roll like that. Nine. Okay. Thirteen. The room across from you, you cross by it, and the, the, the cloth's not completely shut, and you clearly see the glint of steel. As from, not from, like, a like a boss or something like that. Can I... Do you want to try to peek in a little bit? Yeah. Now, you, I didn't see the, the glint, but do I see him peeking into this door? Yeah, you can, yeah. 
Because he, he was in front of you and he just kind of stopped you. With the bird beak. Yeah, I was like... So you, ah. so you like hit him like this and then you like kept going until you run him. Fucking speared him. Are you going to take 1d8 piercing damage? Why stop? I look in the window. It's not the window, it's a cloth. Oh, like the cloth. In the next room. Yeah, yeah. I look out of the cloth. You see like a... I'm gonna get down like low and like go to stick my face closer, but my beak hit like goes in, and so I just like move my head like this, and my beak takes it and like pushes it to the side a little bit so I can see in. <laughs> I would love to have a beak. This would be great. <laughs> you see a man, in, or what could be a man in like a black cloth, like completely head to toe, only visible is kind of the a little bit of the side of the eyes that you can see. Uh, he even wearing, he's even wearing a black kind of cape with it and on his belt is a very kind of ornate scimitar he's got two of them actually and on his back is like a black bow with black arrows it's a black bow ferris should we tell downstairs no weapons we already know. and he seems to be you can kind of hear the, the talking it's not a language you understand But there's responses too. Coming from outside the door, or just in the room. In the room. These rooms are kind of large. They have seven holes of table with a large rug. Uh, well, people love the rugs around here. Uh, with a large rug, a huge bed, and like a whole two side rooms to these. Can I peek in and try and see exactly who he's talking to? I would also like to make notes of the. The actual language that was spoken. Okay. So I can maybe use it later. I don't know what was said, but yeah, you know, yeah. maybe I can do that thing where I like come back later and stand at like the curtain and just say that, and maybe they'll open it, and hopefully it was like, "Are you ready yet?" or something. Maybe. I don't know, but I'm gonna take note of that and kind of like keep it in my mimicry database. <laughs> okay. I don't know what else to call it. My little bird brain. I love being a bird person. This is great. Uh, if you want to get a bit closer look, you have to actually walk in and you might be caught or seen. So there's no way to peek around? That's uh, not really, because he's kind of like, like if there's the, do- the doorway, there's a little hallway, he's like right he's like there. And there's like, he's talking something over here. So straight in the door is a small hallway. He's at the end of the hallway talking to somebody further in the room? Yes. Now, this language, did I hear any of it? Because I can't understand it, but I, did I hear any of it while we were walking through the street? Um, no. Okay. I kind of back away a little bit, and I move my bird friend with me. Now, and I kind of like gesture to the very black cloak. Stealthy. I don't know how he hit those weapons. Let's think about this in the pool. Bastard. <laughs> and I'm going to leave the way. afraid pool. of water? Doesn't agree with feathers. Wet bird, not dead bird. I, well, uh, I mean, it doesn't matter if I can fly anyway, so. <laughs> God damn it. Basilio, you're filled. Imagine how hard it is to get water out of feathers. <laughs> You're already losing Jeez. feathers, so you just lose more feathers. And yeah, like, I don't really lose feathers. I don't like it. So, but yeah, I'm you burn three girl feathers as 
as previously stated, I'm just going to dip my little crow feet in the... Because I definitely don't wear shoes, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you, are you going to go full in? Like, you okay. take clothes off to do it, or... Sure. Okay. You're skinny dipping, and he's in his feet. He's like... Mm-hmm. It's exactly... Kind of whistling. It's a hot day, right? It's probably oh, climbing yeah, it's, up to 130. It's a very hot day. <laughs> it's about 120 degrees. It's a bit cooler. How's, how cold is the water? Is it like... 94 degrees. The water's about in the 70s or 80s. Oh, that's not bad at all. It's got a special kind of like insulation around it that's kind of magically oriented that keeps it kind of cooler. Or hotter depending on your preference because you can kind of make it into like a sauna or a like a hot tub. I turn towards my bird friend. All right. Let's think strategy. I'm like clicking my little like claws together in the water. So, we see the walls around there. That little hole. The eye. The sawed-off. The what? I'm sorry? One does not simply walk into the palace. (laughs) Perfectly in your voice. (laughs) You did pretty spot on right there. I know, that was pretty good. I am a kinku. I can't fly and I can kind of mimic voices. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the evidence that I need. (laughs) Your physical appearance... Does not contribute towards that assumption. I'm good. <laughs> I'm a kinku warlock with mask of many faces. Yeah, there you go. I That's such a good idea. Holy shit. I want to be a kinku warlock who follows Abderas at the same time as Schmeckel. <laughs> I don't know why, but carry on. I'm still concerned with the man we saw. I want to know what language spoke. Well, maybe we can find someone that can recognize it. Front desk? Do you have it memorized? Can you mimic? Uh, and I mimic back to him in kind of a hushed tone, whatever the voice was saying, whatever language it was, and it sounds exactly, exactly like what he was speaking. Yeah, you do it. Okay. Got the utility of Kenku. Let's take the night, relax, scope out the place tomorrow, and... Tomorrow day? Tomorrow day. Tomorrow day, we can search around for someone who might be a little more knowledgeable on this than us. And maybe we can see what this guy's up to. Yes? Not much time for relaxation with Trostenheim branch of League, so... Yes. Relaxation? Relaxation? I grab your foot and pull you on the pole. <laughs> and then you heat it up and you have fried turkey that night. <laughs> <laughs> you drown him and like, it's fucking dying. Like, so I'm like, just entirely underwater except for the very tip of my beak and it's just like, can't swim. <laughs> except your bones are hollow so you're just floating at the surface. No, he can't, he, he can't fly, so his bones have no reason to be hollow. Oh, sure. <laughs> He's like, my bones are hollow. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> ah, yes. Wait a second. It's <laughs> the coyote effect. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but just like, swim. Kill me. I lift you up like, a, like this, underneath the armpits. And I set you back up on them. And I do that weird, like, bird thing where they, like... And like shake and everything and like whenever you look back I look like a penguin that's like freshly dried off my feathers are all like super puffy and like 
bastard. <laughs> so I'm like trying to comb him back down. But I guess, that being said, I guess we're just going to kind of hang out. Um, is it a bat? While we're still just kind of, you know, in the pool, whatever. Is it bad idea to ask front desk about language? With him? I wouldn't trust him as far as I could throw him. And he's also an asshole. There. Who asked? I might know some people. Do I know any people? You might know some people. Might Do some you people. know people? You might know some people. You got some criminal ties, because again, I never said you were you weren't minor league, but you're never this major league. Right. So you got some you got some connections. I'll see if I can get us a meeting. Um, do I remember what part of town they're in? Is it a while away? Uh, honestly, it's pretty much any market district. Mm. You can find some people. All right. Okay. They, can, they can provide information. They can provide uh, gear, equipment, uh, lots of things. Some for the right price. Some for favors. You've already done them. Some, you know, mm. yep. comings and goings. Is that going to be you having to, like, leave and go set up these meetings and everything? Yes. So then while he's doing that, I would actually like to... Like go walk around the exterior of the like the palace and the perimeter walls as well. Kind of scout some things out myself. All right, as you're as you're setting up this meeting, getting I finally your... finished brushing my feathers back down. A couple more. I put everything out. back on, and I'm like, I might push you in again. Don't toss yourself. I look you dead in the eye and hit you with that <laughs> because I can. Uh, I, there was a cat. <laughs> as you're walking to go set up the meeting, it's starting to get dark, which is the perfect time for you to start setting up meetings. Uh, now, whenever I leave the tavern, is it a tavern? Would it, you technically call it a tavern? It's, it's an inn. An inn. So it, you do, it doesn't sell alcohol, alcohol or, anything. or anything like that. You can gotcha. bring it in, but it doesn't sell any gotcha. stuff. It's so, over. So as I leave the inn, I mean, I and get all my gear back. What? Uh, upon exit, I get my gear back and everything. Yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna, you know, gear up as I'm walking back out. You know, put the bag back on my face, and I'm gonna walk out into the into the night and start doing what I do. Yeah, as, as you walk walk up to the Minotaur, the Minotaur goes, Boys! And the two gnomes kind of pick up a box that has... Can I, like, hold my arms out and they just, like, Iron Man suit me back up? They say that in front of you. Okay. And he goes, Scream! And they, they walk away. So I, I scoop all of it up and kind of take it over to a table that's, like, right there in the entryway, and I set it all down, and I take the cloak off, you know, put the bag back on, put the armor back on, all that good stuff. Put the cloak back on, and I kind of look at the... Is he a, a human? The Minotaur, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Minotaur. Look at the Minotaur, and I just kind of, you know, give him a wave and walk I hold out. my hand out for my stick. Because <laughs> that's all you have? He goes, boys! And the boys bring, you know, the two of them bring out the stick, and they hand it to you, and he goes, scram! Then so scram. We get out the front door, and I kind of look at you and say, couple hours, meet back. Okay, I'll see you then. Be safe. You as well. So you're you're gonna watch the perimeter and kind of walk it. You kind of get a sense of how the guards shift and change in their orders, and you also notice one of them is kind of special. He wears he doesn't have the shield like them, mm-hmm. and he has like buckles and a cape, 
something something you're kind of noticing about this this culture society here is the cape kind of is a sign of authority mm-hmm. and power. Uh, so he looks like a guard captain, as he also instead of the just the the the, the spike coming out, it's like a plumage. So it's like a it got like horse hair coming out of it, it's like a mm-hmm. just got a ponytail. Yeah, or a top knot as a top knot ponytail. And he seems to be giving orders to some of these guards. So I know that's more than likely why it's called that, but you said a horse hair. Ponytail. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. Uh, you know, see, he gives... Hilarious. You know, there are some guards that he clearly does not like as he kind of curses them out a little bit or he gets in a little bit of an argument with them because they're mouth them not doing their jobs or being lazy. Uh, disgruntled workers. So we do it while they're on shift. Well, and I was does does like the guard change at all while I'm there? Yeah, because I'm like walking around. The guard does change. Is there like a bell or something, like some auditory indicator that the guard is changing? No. Okay. It seems like it's just kind of a they just kind of know internal thing. Like like the palace sends out new guards when they replace them. Because uh, you see these guards seem to be coming... They, they don't seem to be, like, leaving, like, like away. They seem to be going back in the palace and you don't see them again. Gotcha. Okay. So it seems that they probably have a sleeping, like a, like a minute-arms quarters there. And their armor is metal? Yes, their armor is a, a, a nice form of chain with uh, branded plates so over with, it. So with it being chain, whenever they walk, we hear the ch 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 Yes. And so whenever a new, like, the new... Uh, like shift of guard is walking towards the old shift you hear that yes so maybe the guards are pavlobbed into thinking whenever they hear the they would like like let their guard down like okay I'm about to get relieved and we can use that to our advantage another thing you notice about them is whistles they all have they all have a whistle around their neck and you can assume that's to call for reinforcements tell where how how many enemies are fighting several command calls um, is there anything else that I gather from kind of scoping everything out? Um, again, the only weak part of that wall you found is that this little section where it looks like a kid kind of has semi-poorly pushed, put up, put up bricks again that have been fallen out from this mm-hmm. part of the wall. So, like you said, like mask their comings and goings? Yes. Okay. So they might escape in the night uh, to do their own gallivanting and okay. uh, carousing. So whatever they, these children will do, and I've I've heard one of these whistles. No, you haven't heard one of the whistles. Okay, so getting everything that I can from uh, the the palace walls and everything, I'm then actually going to head to the nearest marketplace where I assume Luca would have gone. Yes, um, and I'm going to look for like a stand. I know it's nighttime, but yeah, by the time you get there, it's nighttime. Is it? shut down? No, it's still very thriving, uh, because it's about, you know, two hours away, uh, but the, the market stalls are typically still bustling at night, because there's just so many people that are shopping, because there's people who work the night time, and they come in, and they can, they could shop during the night time, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if any of the, the stands are selling, like, a whistle or something. Uh, I know you find a stand that sells a whistle. So, I'm gonna kind of walk up and... One gold piece. Look at the whistle and just de- demonstrate. He blows on it. I hear the noise. Thank you. And I walk away to go find Luca in the crowd. All right. 
Because that's all I needed. <laughs> Luca's been here a little bit longer, so we're going to go to Luca. So you manage to get, and it's getting approaching nighttime uh, as you get to the market. What are you doing? I'm trying to look around for any of my contacts that I've done favor for. That you've done favor for, or just any of them that you know? Either one. Okay, we're going to do favor, and then we're going to do you know. Okay, they're both the same, so we'll do one you have favor with. Okay. You see a man in kind of the, the, the traditional kind of baggy clothing that they have, but you can definitely tell that he's one of your contacts by the the chain and uh, like jewelry he has that's wrapped around his right hand as he's leaning up against a wall. And he's just kind of slapping his arm like this. And once in a while, up against a wall near an alleyway as he holds this jewelry kind of pointed outwards. Yeah. I kind of like casually walk up to him and also lean up against the wall next to him. He goes, what you need? Calling in that favor. What for? <laughs> I need a guy who knows languages. Any kind. Some exotic stuff. Something I've never heard before here. An expert. I might be able to get you something. Can it happen tonight? Tonight. Cost you two favors. That I can do. So, just so you know, debt free now. <laughs> debt free? Debt free. <laughs> I love the, the slimy criminal, like, that, 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 that business I care in a way that it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Debt, debt free now. No longer the. No more favors. No more protecting of the caravan business and no more the. Uh, the I, I fucked you over that one time business. It's just in the past. Just don't fuck me over again. Just that one time. Of course, of course. What kind of language is you trying to know? Because all is a little, little much. Can you narrow it down at all? At this point, do I see? No, because he, you just got here. He's still kind of observing and yeah. uh, like learning as much as he can. He's gonna be there for the next like, hour. I, I, I will say, whenever I get to like the merchant, like the, the the bazaar, I'm gonna be doing just that that whistle that you're from. not the one that I had demonstrated, but the whistle that you've heard me doing a bunch mm-hmm. just as I'm walking through. Um. When I get there. I give kind of like a general description of what I heard. And if I can remember any key words or something. He goes, okay, I, can, I think I can find something that works with that. Sounds kind of strange. Very strange. Very, very, very unique. Something I haven't heard before either. There's a man in black cloak with scimitars and a black bow. If you hear anything about that, let me know. As soon as you say that, he goes, What? Was he just head to toe in black, baggy clothes? He was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just as yes. I was showing. That's exactly it. Do you know something? I know you're getting in bed with the wrong person if you're seeing those one around. <laughs> and how to see an assassin is not a very small thing to fuck with. An assassin? How to see an assassin. How to see him. H A R C. So H A R A. Yes. C. S E S E I N. C. 
how does he? Well, luckily he wasn't very interested in me. In fact, he didn't even know I was there. But even being in place of how does he is very dangerous. Where were you? Simon. Don't. How many times did I go to Simon? You don't go to Simon. Look at you of the palace. Look, it was the closest. Look, I don't need this. What are you messing with the palace for? You're you're mid to game best. Palace is too much for you to take on, especially alone. You got you got the partner to work with somebody. It's part of a job. Don't worry, I can handle it. What job? What job are you doing? I can't. He kind of like, kind of like, like grabs you, like pulls you into the alley. What job are you doing? Look, this is high profile, big leagues. If I can land this, I can land anything else in this city. To big leagues? Who's your contact for big leagues? Who are you talking to? Who's, the, who's, the, where did you get this quest from? You know how this goes. I can't tell you that. Look, come on, you know me. I never fuck over friends. Well, we weren't friends that time. All that's cleared, <laughs> and all that's clear. I get you. I get you personally speak this. Look, I understand your warning, but this is something that's too good to pass up. I just need you to find this for me. I don't even know if this is related to my job or not. I just wanted to check into it because it was strange. This is my favor. You do this for me, you're debt free, and you don't ever have to worry about that again. Okay, fine. I, I, I'm not saying I won't do it. I just have some questions. I you're appreciate dealing your with concern. a Harasin. Look, Harasin, I don't know if you know this, but they're kind of deadly. Masters of experts okay. in stealth and murder. Okay, I hear you, I hear you. Look. Is I'll try is he, my was best. Was he speaking the language? Yes. He was talking to someone else too. I didn't see who. No, no. I will find you this person. Please please bother my heart no more tonight. Okay. But I'll be at the sighing moon on the second floor if you need me. Okay. So will the Harasin assassin. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't make a commotion. Of course I'm making no commotion. Do you want them to meet you there with Simon? Well, if you can message me, I get someone to me. Just let me know. I, I, I'll send him your way. Thank you. Because with this language, he might... My description's probably going to be a little bit worse than yours, because second, third hand, probably fourth hand... Do you want to write it down? You probably don't remember. Well, I'm deferred to write it down. No. Because you don't know the, the characters of the language. <laughs> Could have spelled it phonetically. Like, Aratuki-Tsukekogatsuulawa. <laughs> it's like, what's this sim speak? Baroorilami. He's like, Waka waka. So I'll, I'll get to, I'll send him to the Sangun. Do you need anything for permission? Like, what are you doing? It's an espionage mission. I'm collecting information and I'm giving it to someone else. That's it. Do you, do you do you have ways to collect the information? Do you have? He pulls out some fake document, like like some fake document uh, paper, where you can transcribe paper, uh, like writings of paper, instantly with those uh, chalk marks. He goes, "Do you have this? Do you do? Yeah. Did you come prepared? Are you you never go prepared." I, I will say, as a kinku, I have advantage on all of my like attempts to create forgeries and whatnot of things that exist. That tool might be helpful. You know what? I really am lucky to have you watch my back. 
can do. Okay. I hand out my hand for the papers. He puts out those papers. He's like, "Do you have do you have transcripts? And he pulls out a stone. And he's like, "I pull out my other hand. It records messages. It records voice talking. You can they can record what people say and be able to play it. You know, you know. I mean, I know you know. I just worry about you. I want." You. I want you to be okay. Oh, all right, I just kind of like pull him in for like a little hug. Yeah, he, he's transcribing like, stones. What the hell am I? Chopped liver? <laughs> well, like, yeah, you can play a message back, but it's not. Like, whole thing. <laughs> it, they, they, that was only a limited time. Yeah. I, I give him like a good hearty hug. He's like, I, I know, I know how hard it's been since your family, but where are your family? You got to, we have to be prepared for these things. I know. Look, you're my brother. I appreciate you. I always thought my thin point was stepbrother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he just, okay. A little weird energy. I, I'll admit. He's like, he's just joking. He's just joking. Love me. Love me. Get out of here. Go do my favor. Go do, do my favor. Get out of here. Leave. It's like, I, but, I do. Thank you. Of course. Of course. And if you seen, tell anyone, if you're seen, back in my den. Have you seen Oshika recently? Have I? Have you? No. I'm making shit up on the spot. You, you can, <laughs> this is an imagination game. You can tell me whatever you want. You can say, yeah, Fair I saw point. her yesterday. It's been a few weeks. You just go see her. She's not doing too well. Right. The disease, it's, it hurts. I'm trying my best. If I can land this job, that won't be an issue. It, that's, uh, I don't think money will fix it. I think the poison is going to come a little too far. Never should have fed those crap legs. <laughs> <laughs> I know she had too much of the the, the the sand devil. Too bad it's so delicious. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> but she went to sand devil farm. And uh, <laughs> it was bad time. <laughs> I told her she had to stop eating those kebabs. Get that corner out of my face! <laughs> <laughs> She's playing with all the little sand devils in the sky. <laughs> Gosh, I don't think so. The guy the, the front on the ground. They're called devil after all. They're not little sand angels. Should we be making them? Should we be making them? You know, she's a grown woman, you know, she's not a child. I have some other places I have to be real quick, but I understand. I'll see you later tonight. Yes, you won't see me. You'll see. We'll see you. someone else. That's okay. You'll see me soon. Okay. <laughs> he like walks off down the alleyway. The sand devil farm. <laughs> a single <laughs> a single tear rolls down my face as I take another bit of the sand devil claw out. Just so good, so tingly. Thousands do great in this place because they can immune to poison. Uh, you manage to lead out the other way, and it's now become dark. As you do that, you see a very familiar Kenku friend whistling about, walking down the road. Look towards him and go. My head like, like Ken head snaps in one direction. I like. Your neck snaps with it. You fall over. You begin to have a seizure. No! God, that's it. Fail. I don't care. You lost all HP, Matt, one level, one, or one turn. But I'm going to kind of run over to you and... All set? 
That's all set. You see paper and stone in her hand. Do I recognize because the forgeries and everything? Do I yes, recognize you what it all is? Yeah, you recognize. I'm it. gonna immediately grab it and like take it and put it in my bag and will come in handy. Very. Sleep. That would be nice. And we're gonna take the two-hour walk back to the Sighing Moon Inn. All right. You'll be the two-hour walk back to Sighing Moon Inn, and that's where we're gonna wrap it up for the day, boys. Oh, beginning to take the walk is where we wrap it up. Because things could happen. What's gonna happen? Okay. We're attacked by Sharice Assassin. Alright. Well, uh... I'm liking this so far. I like this. I don't know why I haven't played a Kenku before. But, uh... Yeah. And then, hopefully, some more people can join us, and yeah. so y'all can get some reinforcements. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh... Because two people... Well, two people for an espionage, which is kind of also nice, because it's, like, less people to worry less about. Less people to worry about. Plus, we both have at least a plus six in stealth. Yeah. Now I'm just waiting for one of them to play a paladin, and then, like, they wear full plate, and... <laughs> oh, yeah, clicked that one time, and I fucked up every single stealth thing we ever did, ever. And the one time that we were like, hey, we see some armor in that, uh, that, uh... It was in a box. Geez. Yeah, it was in the, in the, in the chest of Adventures Guild. You used like, your truth thing, I... Yeah, I was like, hey, we'll just get you that, take your armor off, and you took it off, and we still got fucking got. Anyway, but, we'll talk about that later, but that'll do it for us tonight, here on You Find Yourself in an Inn. Um, uh, and we'll see you next time in an end.